come with me. We're going on a fantastic cruise. Pick your destination with news tips and reviews. But here is an item you might not have thought of. All of the things under the water. Nature surrounds us with elegant features. You can't go on a cruise and not see the creatures. So let's make some magic. Let's get ecstatic. Instantly classic. Maybe romantic. The wildlife around you. Cinematic on your fantastic cruise. Bon Beanie, everybody. Matt here. And Kimbra. For Fantastic Cruising. How are you doing today, Kimbra? I'm doing pretty good. Well, that's good to hear. I am doing well. Thank you for asking. I'm sorry. Hey, Matt, how are you doing today? <laughs> I'm doing pretty good. Actually, uh, we're recording this on Tuesday night. Tuesday. That's way early. You guys aren't going to hear this till Sunday or, or later, but um, we are going to be on the road, so we had to get it done. Get it done! Is that redneck comedy comedian? Comedy yeah. Edian says. Yeah, don't do that. Okay. Well, before we go any further, I just want to remind everybody of all the ways and places you can find Fantastic Cruising out there in the worldwide internet spaces. One, we've been doing the Instagram thing. Kimber's been helping me out with that. So follow us over on Instagram. You can see some pictures. We're kind of revving it up. But look, we're getting ready to go on this road trip. I feel like there's going to be some Instagram moments. What do you think? I think that's probably possible. Taking pictures while you do all the driving. What? What? I'm not, I don't know. No. You're not driving for the whole 17 hours? I, no. Are you crazy? I don't even like to drive 17 minutes. Okay. We're we're splitting the driving, right? Yeah, we'll share. Okay, good. Anyway, there's going to be a lot of pictures. We're going to try and go to the Indianapolis Zoo. We're going to go to the St. Louis Zoo. There's going to be hummingbirds and Mama Sandy. There's going to be St. Louis food. So definitely follow us over on Instagram. Just go look for Fantastic Cruising on Instagram. You'll find us. You can also find links in the show notes as well as over on Facebook where we have the Fantastic Cruising community. And you can be a member of that. Please go over and join us on over there. One thing I will say, we keep having people trying to join, which is great. That's what we want. When you try and join this Facebook group, just like many Facebook groups, we ask you two simple questions. Now, look, you don't have to get the questions right. There's no right or wrong answer, but you do have to answer them. Most people do. I'd say 98.9% of you do. But if you're wondering if you tried to join and you got declined or you just nothing happened, you probably didn't answer the questions. Just answer the questions, Claire. Why don't you answer the questions? Sorry, I just had to get a little breakfast club out. Anyway, answer the questions. Join us over on the Facebook. On the Facebook. That sounds like something my mom would say on the Facebook. Join us over on Facebook and the fantastic cruising community. And of course, check out our YouTube channel. There's not a lot going on over there yet. Mostly just the podcast. So some of you I know listen to the podcast on YouTube, but you never know what might pop up there. So go over there and subscribe so you don't miss anything. And also we have some fun stuff coming out um, over at Teespring. We have some merchandise, some Day of the Dead, Halloween-ish themed t-shirts and stuff, as well as just our fantastic cruising apparel. If you'd like to support this podcast and represent, that's a good way to do that. And also, if you really want to help us out, you can go over to Patreon, patreon.com slash fantastic cruising, and you can check out our Patreon thing. Now, if you pledge for like, I think it's 
$10 a month, you get right now, and this may not continue forever, you'll get postcards, that's the deal, but right now, you're getting hand-drawn postcard art from me, like, not prints, all right, so, and, uh, but if you, it's just a way for you to help support the podcast, if you choose to do that, if not, what I really want is for you guys to listen and participate, remember, you can send in questions and stories and stuff like that to fantasticcruising at gmail.com. My goodness, that's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah, I didn't think you were going to stop talking. I, w- I was thinking about not stopping to talk, but I mean, not stop talk. I can't talk tonight at all. I'm kind of like, I think my brain is burnt. Like I've got one more day of work. I got to get some stuff done tomorrow. I got to clean the alligators tomorrow. And then... Um, and then we got to go pick up a rental car. We got to go drop a dog off. And see, we have this we have this trade program with Griffin Alyssa. You guys familiar with Griffin Alyssa Paradise Crew? Amazing YouTube channel and all around swell folks. And we were dog sitting their dog last week, and now they're going to dog sit our dog. So uh, we got to go drop off the Reno, or as I'm calling him now, Schnickelfritz. That poor dog. No, that's a good name for him. It's a it's a miniature Schnauzer, Schnickelfritz. And his name is Reno. Schnickelfritz. Maybe his full name is Reno Schnickelfritz. No, it's Reno Bug. <laughs> Reno Bug Schnickelfritz. Okay. Anyway, uh, we got to go drop him off. So my brain's a little scattered right now, thinking of all the stuff. I haven't even started packing yet. I mean, this isn't a cruise, but we leave Friday mor- or Thursday morning. Thursday morning, bright and early. The good thing is if you forget something, you can probably just stop and buy it. That's the difference between a road trip and a cruise. Like, I can't, I can't pull the ship over. And get deodorant if I forget my deodorant. I could go to the ship store and buy it for like five times the price, but you know it's not it's not really the same. I don't get the selection. I'm not going to forget my deodorant. She's looking at me with fear in her eyes. I'll pack your deodorant. Yeah, trapped in a car with me for 17 hours with no deodorant. No. One last way that you can keep up with me, find me, is on the Shipmate app. I know a lot of you guys are already friends with me. As the Cruise Geeks on the Shipmate app, well, obviously, I needed to change that because now it's Fantastic Cruising. So, Fantastic Cruising doesn't fit on uh, Shipmate. They have a limit of characters. And so, I had to switch it up to Fantastic Cruise. So, if you're looking for me on Shipmate, Fantastic Cruise is what I am under. If you are already friends with me on Shipmate and you're like, what happened to the Cruise Geeks? And now, who's this Fantastic Cruise? It's me. It's me. Uh, that's me. So if you, if you haven't already go over and friend me on Shipmate, I like to, to see what everybody's up to and you can see what I'm up to. I haven't actually put in the October cruise on my Shipmate app yet. I need to do that as soon as I'm done recording this. Hopefully by Sunday when you guys get this, I'll have done that. Yeah, you should do that. I, I did. I did mine. You did yours? I did. Okay. So, so there you go. So there you go. So, yeah, Kimbra, you and I are going on this road trip, but it's not a cruise, and that's disappointing. It is. But it's still going to be fun. I mean, I'm looking forward to it. I'm not saying I'm not, but, you know, it's not a cruise. Like, I want to see our family, and I want you to get to experience St. Louis, its food, and the zoo. But, I mean, if I could take all that with me on a cruise, it'd be better. That would be really awesome. And then it'd be like a cruise version of Noah's Ark, I guess, only with just the animals they have at the St. Louis Zoo, which is a lot. There's like several thousand animals at the St. Louis Zoo. Do you really want to go on a cruise with all of our family? Good point. Okay. Well, all right. So I am glad we're going to see everybody, though. It's going to be a lot of fun. But 
you know, we've been around a lot of people that are going on cruises lately. It's kind of kind of annoying, really. It makes me a little bit sad, but We're, happy for them. Happy for them. A little jealous, a little sad. I mean, first of all, like I said, we were watching Griffin and Alyssa's dog. They weren't back home seeing family. They were cruising the high seas. And so they got back. And uh, right before they got back, we had Emily and Joe Flanagan over. They were in town getting ready to go out on the Carnival Paradise. They're still on the ship while we're recording this, but they'll be back home probably by the time this is actually out there for people to listen to. They were on the Carnival Paradise, but before they did that, they got to come over and hang out with us uh, on Friday night, which was a which was a blast. Got to meet their kids. And by kids, I mean, they're one's, I think... Tw- 19, the 19, other one's 21. One's 21, and uh, I got to tell you, I mean, I love Joe and Emily, but I like their kids better. I really do. I mean... <laughs> Their kids are amazing. I mean, super polite, hilarious. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. They were, they're really, really great people. And so you might see them. They are the hammers in uh, La Lita Loca's live streams. They're pretty active on Fantastic Cruising and, and other places in the cruising community. So just wanted to give them a bon voyage, even though they're, they're going to be back by the time this comes out. And then your friend Ashley and Josh who are now my friends, Ashley and Josh, they also, they came down, they actually stayed with us and we like got to do fun things with them. And then they, in, in thanks, they just got on a cruise and left us here. They did, which was sad. It was sad. It was sad. And they got on the Carnival Miracle. That was on Sunday, right? Yep. They yeah. left on Sunday on the Miracle. They left on Sunday on the Miracle going down to do the full Western Caribbean thing. And uh, they're going to be just getting back, I think, whenever we, uh, whenever this comes out. Yeah, they get back Sunday, so the day you release this. Yeah, so I don't know if they listen to the podcast or not, but if they do, then they'll hear this. Now, I got to tell you, something happened with Ashley and Josh that uh, I, need to, I need to talk about a little bit. We went to this really cool place that's in the St. Petersburg area called John's Pass. Now, John's Pass is kind of a boardwalk type thing with lots of shops and restaurants and stuff. It's it's a really cool place. It's a good place to see dolphins. And uh, we didn't see any dolphins, which Kimber keeps reminding me of. But uh, what we did see is a really good Florida wine shop, and they have free wine tasting. And so we got some wine and they actually got a deal for like three bottles or something. And they their plan was to drink one bottle with us, which they did. They succeeded in that part of their plan. Indeed. And their other part of the plan was to take the other two bottles on board because Carnival's rule is that you can take one bottle of wine per person on a cruise. Right? So right. they so they did that. Only one little problem. Uh they didn't they didn't allow them to have it. So let me explain to you what happened. And this is, let's just say this is a uh, a tip for those of you who are out there who are new to cruising. And this is also a lesson for those of you like Kimber and myself who are sort of seasoned cruisers and sometimes forget how much we know. So here's what happened. We told Ashley and Josh, you know, you can take one bottle per person on the ship. No problem. But we forgot to tell them the important part. Which is what? They have to take it on their carry-on. Can't be in their checked luggage. And they didn't, they didn't realize that, and we didn't tell them that. And so they, 
they brought some soda with them on their check or in their yeah, carry-on. Carry on. So that was fine. But they put those bottles of wine in their suitcases thinking that that would be the way to do that. And they got a note saying that it was confiscated. And they went down there and talked to guest services. And guest services is like, well, you should have known. Too bad. So sad. They can't have their wine back. They're not going to give it back to them. Which kind of rubs me the wrong way. Like, I get it. You know, you can't put the wine in the in the, in the the uh, checked bags. But come on. They went down. It wasn't like they were trying to hide it. I feel like they should have been like, okay, but next time, you know, and then just give it to them. Or give it to them at the end of the cruise, at least. But it sounds like they're just going to keep it. They're probably going to drink it themselves. But anyway, they they are not going to let that spoil their time. They're still having an amazing time. Saw some pictures today. They were in Grand Cayman, did the turtle thing and stuff. Uh, looks pretty cool. But yeah, if you're going to bring wine or soda onto Carnival, then you have to you have to carry that with you on board. So it has to be inspected. Otherwise, they will take it and they will not give it back. Okay, now Josh and Ashley were on or are on the Carnival Miracle. Right. Which is a ship that you've been on. Yes, I have. I mean, technically I've been on it, but I was only on it for a ship tour. I wasn't sailing on it, but you sailed on it. I did. You did the same itinerary, right? I did. And it was it was a pretty cool ship. It was an awesome ship. An awesome ship. Now, unfortunately, the Carnival Miracle is getting ready to leave the port of Tampa. Right. In fact, there's I think there's one more sailing that's sailing out of Tampa and then well there's one more sailing that's sailing out of Tampa and coming back to Tampa, I should say. And then on September 29th, it is actually going on a 13-night Panama Canal trip to Los Angeles where it is sort of repositioning itself. And then what it's going to do is it's doing I think one run to Hawaii, like a long run to Hawaii, then it's going to come back to California. And it's going to start doing seven-night Mexican Riviera cruises. So that's pretty cool. I've not been to the Mexican Riviera. I haven't cruised out of California at all. But that sounds pretty cool. Now, in exchange for that, we are getting the Carnival Legend, which is a ship that I've been on. You have. I have. And, and it is, I always say, my favorite ship that I've sailed on so far, which is kind of surprising with some of the other ships I've been on. But something about that ship... Is just really cool. I like the layout. I just, something about it I really, really enjoyed. Uh, the Carnival Miracle is the same class of ship. And so whenever I toured it, it reminded me, because I'd kind of forgotten how much I liked the legend. I'd been on the Vista and some other ships, and I was kind of like, I don't know. I, I think the legend was one of my favorites. As soon as I got on the Carnival Miracle, I was like, I remember what it is about the ship. And I can't even put my finger on it. Something about the layout, the size is good. It's a good size. Just really, really like that ship. Well, the legend is coming back to Tampa and it is actually going to be here on October 12th. I believe it is. I think on October 12th, it is, is leaving from Los Angeles, which is where it's been now. It's been a couple places since it was gone. And uh, but now it's it's been in Los Angeles. It's coming back. 15 night trip. Panama Canal also hitting the Mexican Riviera, which is what it's been doing. But then it's going to end up here in Tampa where it will start doing seven night cruises out of Tampa, doing the same run that the Miracles doing, which is, by the way, is going to be Cozumel, Belize, Grand Cayman and Honduras. So those are all great, great ports. I know we had somebody post in the Fantastic Cruising Community on Facebook 
about they, it was their first cruise coming up. They were doing a Western Caribbean itinerary. They're on that itinerary, and I'm like, that is a awesome, awesome itinerary because Cozumel. There's so much to do in Cozumel. It's such a great port, and um, I love Grand Cayman. Some people don't like it because you got a tender over there, but I think it's beautiful. And the scuba diving there is is just knock your socks off. Belize is great. It's nice. It's not my favorite. Uh, some of them go to Costa Maya. I don't know if if um, are Josh and Ashley going to Belize or Costa Maya. I can't remember. They may be going to Costa Maya. They're going to Belize. They're going to Belize. Okay, uh, Belize. I prefer Belize to Costa Maya, but um, you know it's it's maybe the it's maybe the my least favorite of those four. But it's still a great port. There's there's like river cruises you can do. You can see crocodiles and manatee. Uh, I've done some snorkeling there. That was really nice. But then. The gem is Honduras. Before I went to Curacao and Aruba, Honduras was by far my favorite port. So that is a spectacular place to go to. Now, to be fair, all I've ever done in Honduras is gone to this place called Maya Key, And I just keep going back because I can't not because it is just some of the best snorkeling I've ever done in my life. So Honduras is great. So, so that's the run that the legend will be doing. And maybe, I don't know, maybe we can get on the legend while it's here. Yeah, let's do that. It'd be legendary. Yep. It'd be legend. It'd be a legend. Okay. Legendary. Legendary. That's right. Is that How I Met Your Mother reference? I don't know. I, I started watching that show, but I never finished yeah, it. That's... Is that? Let us know. Fantasticcruising at gmail.com. I'm trying to get you guys to send me some emails. Send me, just tell me something. Tell me a story. I mean, cruising related, preferably, or something cruising-ish. I don't just want to hear stories, but, well, maybe <laughs> I do. I don't know. Send me questions, stories. I want you guys interacting with those podcasts. Now, uh, I also want to talk a little bit more about the Tampa port, because we are getting, here in Tampa, we are getting lots of big things coming our way. We're getting two new cruise lines coming here soon. And they've been making a lot of changes. I mean, Kimber and I both work at the aquarium, which is right next to the ports. And so we're seeing a lot of these changes. We know they've been putting in different things here and there. But first, I just want to tell you about these new ships that are coming to port. So we'll start with MSC because MSC is coming here in, uh, let's see, November 11th of 2020. And that is the MSC Armonia now, Kimbra, you did a little bit of research on this ship. What can you tell us about the MSC Armonia? So this ship was originally built by Festival Cruises in 2001, um, which is over in Europe, a European cruising. I was going to say, I've never even heard of Festival Cruises, but they sound like they're a, you know, festival, carnival festival. I don't know. Anyway, all right, Festival Cruises 2001. Um, so then MSC took over um, this ship in 2004. Um, and they refurbished it in 2014. They started sailing it in 2001, and then MSC took it over three years later. I bet Festival Cruises is no longer a cruise line. That's that, probably true. That would be my guess. There was some kind of merger or something like that, because that's not a very long time. I can't imagine they would have paid it off by that time. So 2014, it just it got refurbished. Right. Okay, so uh, that's good. Yeah, and then it's actually getting refurbished again this November, probably to get ready for it to come to Tampa. Okay, so 2019, it's going to go through a second refurbishment, and it'll be interesting to find out what they're going to do to it, if they're just giving it like a, 
a new paint job and, you know, new TVs or whatever, if they're going to do anything dramatic. I mean, it's like a year, so November to November, it's going to be something. Maybe. I wonder if it's going to, I wonder if it's sailing, I don't know, we'll have to see if it's sailing anywhere now. I can look that up, and then if it's going to be sailing between then, or if, uh, I don't know, I'll have to look that up, I'll have to research that a little bit. And and how big is this ship, the Armonia? Um, it has about 976 staterooms. I guess that's not an about because that's a very exact number. So <laughs> 976 staterooms. I mean, on Tuesdays, it's only got 974. But, you know, <laughs> then Wednesday it goes up to 977 and then it goes back down. I don't know why I just did an accent. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> um, and... 2,679 passenger capacity. Which is much more likely to fluctuate than the actual staterooms. Correct. Because okay. the staterooms are... Just stately. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so where is this ship going to go? It's sailing out of Tampa. Where is it going to go? For the winter season, it's going to go um, four and five night um, cruises to the Caribbean, Mexico, and the Bahamas. And then... In the summer, they're going to add a seven-night option to the Caribbean. Those summer nights. Okay, so the interesting thing to me here is that it's rare that a cruise line leaves Tampa and goes to the Bahamas. Usually it's maybe Key West or it goes down to... The Western Caribbean. I'm not saying it never happens, but it's not as common. So that's kind of interesting that they're going down there to the Bahamas. Very, very cool. I have not been on an MSC ship yet. This is a little bit of an older ship. It's not a huge ship, which makes me think that they are going to have some killer pricing because smaller MSC ship leaving out of Tampa... Uh, their big ships that are huge and modern and fancy are sailing with excellent pricing. What kind of pricing are you going to have on this sucker? I mean, it's going to be it's going to be amazing. I, I'm thinking we're going to be able to jump on this ship sooner rather than later. Well, of course, we'll have to wait till November 11th of 2020 at the earliest. But I'm pretty psyched. Yeah, I'm ready to start looking for our MSC cruise. Our MSC adventure. All right, well, through the power of Google and uh, the fact that this is not recorded live and I can come back and edit, I did go and I researched the MSC Armonia and found out that it is sailing out of Miami. Some of you probably were throwing things at your audio device going, it's sailing out of Miami. And it's, and it's going to continue doing that after the November refurbishment until it makes its way over to Tampa. So uh, it's it's in Miami now. It's going to keep being in Miami until it comes over to Tampa. So that's interesting. Now, there's another cruise line coming to town. And I'm excited about this one because this is a cruise line that I really want to experience. I mean, I want to experience MSC as well. But this one is like one I'm super psyched about. Now, it's not one of their new amazing ships, but it is an amazing cruise line. And that is Celebrity. For those of you out there that are not familiar, Celebrity is sort of the upscale version of Royal Caribbean. It's owned by the same company. Just like Princess is sort of the upscale version of Carnival, Celebrity is the sort of upscale version of Royal Caribbean. So we've got a Celebrity ship that's going to be making its presence over here in Tampa. 
That's right, Matt. Celebrity is coming back to Tampa for the first time since 2007. And this time, it's with the Celebrity Constellation. The Constellation will begin sailing October of 2020 here in Tampa. So you did some research on this ship, didn't you, Matt? I did, because I'm excited about Celebrity. And with this ship, I feel like the stars have aligned to make a picture in the sky that we've imagined. What are the facts? Okay. Just the facts, ma'am. Just the facts. So the Celebrity Constellation was built in 2002. And uh, in May of 2020, it's not going through a refurbishment because that would be too, you know, bland. It's going through a modernization. What they're calling the Celebrity Revolution. Say you want a revolution. Something about doing these with you makes me sing. Anyway, (laughs) modernization. It's a shipwide deal. What happened is the Celebrity Edge came out and it's all edgy and stuff. So Celebrity's like, we're going to like reimagine all of our ships. So they're going to be shipwide upgrades as well as, and I love the way that they describe this. It makes me intrigued, reimagined spaces. So we can get rid of some of the stuff that was really cool and hip in 2002 and replace it with stuff that's really cool and hip in 2020, which is kind of cool. It's going to be really cool. It's going to be really cool. Now, the, here's the thing, though. This is not a big ship. This is, in fact, a tiny little wee ship. It's a wee little ship. This ship has a total capacity of 2,170. I don't know what I'm doing. Anyway, 999 of those are crew, or could be crew. So you're talking about a passenger level of about 1,000 people, a little over 1,000 people. This is a small ship. This is like maybe... Half the size, probably, of like a fantasy class carnival ship or something. I mean, it's it's small. Now, that's kind of cool because maybe it can do things that other ships can't do, like, you know, limbo contests and stuff like that. Well, you have to do a limbo contest to get underneath the Skyway Bridge, so you got to be certain size to do that. But anyway, this ship is not going small with its itineraries. It's going big. It's got three different itineraries. It's going to be running in the winter. One of them is a 10-night Eastern Caribbean, which is going to Puerto Rico, St. Kitts, St. Martin, St. Thomas. Why don't they just call us the St. Tour or something? And the Dominican Republic. So that is, that is a nice Eastern Caribbean trip. But it's not stopping there. It's also going to do an 11-night Southern Caribbean, which goes to Key West, Aruba, Bonaire, Curacao, and Grand Cayman. Uh, that's awesome. Why didn't we do that one? It's, I don't know. Cause it's, I don't know. Maybe we, maybe we should. That, that is amazing. Cause it's like our cruise plus two more ports. And more nights. And more nights. That's probably why we didn't do it. Probably. 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 But anyway, they're, they're not done there. Oh no. They have something called the 11 night touch canal, which is a weird phrase for a cruise trip. But anyway, you can probably guess it's going to the Panama Canal, but it's also going to Costa Rica, Panama. It's going to stop in Panama, Colombia, and then Grand Cayman, as well as Cozumel. Just, you know, don't forget Cozumel. So that also sounds quite delightful. I would love to get down to Costa Rica, Panama, Colombia, all those places. That would be pretty epic. So with the addition of Celebrity and MSC, we will now have... Five cruise lines sailing out of Port Tampa. Six. No, five. Six. 
well, we've got we've got Royal Caribbean, One, we've got Carnival, two, we've got Norwegian, three, and we've just added MSC four and Celebrity. That's that's, that's five. Yes, but but I just got an email from Andrew who I asked people to send in emails, fantasticcruising at gmail.com. Andrew sent me a link to a story that said, we're getting Holland America back. Holland America is coming back? Holland America is coming back. They left. They left us. You left us, Holland America. How dare you? But they're back. But you're back. So all is well. So they uh, they left us back in, they weren't here last spring, basically. They left. They were gone. I don't think they were here at all last winter. At least I, I don't remember seeing any. Holland America ships, but they are coming back. In fact, they probably said, I'll be back. Like Arnold. Anyway. Yeah, I got it. Anyway, they're coming back with a small ship. Arnold Schwarzenegger's a small guy. Do you ever see him? Like, he's. Anyway, it, the ship that they're bringing back is called the Veendam. The, the Veendam is tiny, okay? So it only holds like 1,350 passengers. So it's, you know, it's smaller than like a fantasy class ship. Again, I like comparing to carnival ships because most people are familiar with those. You can look them up pretty easily. But this is what they're going to be doing. They're coming back in winter of 2020. All these things are happening in winter of 2020. It's going to be exciting for the Port of Tampa. They are going on 18 Caribbean cruises and two transatlantic cruises. And this is going to be between November of 2020, that's the big month, and April of 2021. The cruises are going to be between five and fourteen day cruises. So yeah, we're we're getting all kinds of stuff in Tampa. All sorts of cruise lines coming to Tampa. We just need to add. I don't even know who we need to add. Who's left? The Bahama Paradise or something coming over here? I I don't know. We need we need more cruise lines. Six is not enough. I want more. How about twelve? Twelve. I like twelve. Twelve is twice as many as six. So with all this new and exciting stuff coming to Tampa, we thought we'd focus on Tampa as our main topic. So why would people want to sail out of Tampa and maybe why wouldn't they? Yeah, because, you know, some people, I I would say Tampa's maybe one of the least popular ports in Florida. Maybe Jacksonville is is a little bit less popular, but um, it's definitely one of the least popular. And there are some things you hear about it that are good and bad. So let's start with the bad. Let's start there with the bad and then we'll go into the good. Here are some things that I've heard people say about Tampa, reasons they don't want to sail out of here. Because all of the ships have to make it under the Sunshine Skyway Bridge, um, well, that means they have to, they can't be huge. They can't be like Oasis class, Royal Caribbean ships. The Vista's not going to make it here. So it's got to be a smaller ship. Now, there are decent sized ships like the Miracle, the Legend. Those are not tiny ships by any means. But you can't get these new mega ships. That's one of the reasons I hear about. Yeah, that's what I'd say. People that like those big ships wouldn't want to sail on the smaller ones. I like big ships and I can't deny. No? Okay. Um, (laughs) All right. Anyway, uh, they also complain about the long sail away. So to get to the Sunshine Skyway Bridge, you have to go through Tampa Bay. Now, Tampa Bay, the bay itself, is the average depth is about 12 feet. That ain't going to do it for a cruise ship. So they've got to travel through the dredged canals and they can't go very fast. One, um, they would run over things, but also they would maybe run aground or something. So they have to go kind of slow in Tampa Bay itself. And it takes about two hours 
to get to that Skyway Bridge. Now, you've sailed out of Tampa how many times? Three times. And how many times have you seen the Sunshine Skyway Bridge on a sailing? Never. Exactly. Now, I have seen it, but the last time I sailed out of Tampa, we were waiting to see it, and then we had to go to dinner, like, right as we were getting ready to go underneath it. It was like, are we going to miss dinner? And so it was It was close. It was touch and go but it is pretty cool to see the skyway bridge but anyway that is one of the things i hear people kind of knock about the port of tampa is that that long sail away and then the other thing and this may be less of an issue these days with what we just were talking about is that there are some ports that are just not available and that i mean that's true of any port that you sail out of i mean you're not going to get to bermuda unless you go out of like baltimore or new york for the most part you're not going to get to the Southern Caribbean usually unless you go out of Miami or Fort Lauderdale, occasionally Port Canaveral. And now you can get there out of Tampa, apparently. So uh, there aren't as many ports available. If you want to go to the Western Caribbean, this is a good port to sail out of. If you want to go to other spots, it's it's touch or go. It's hit or miss. So depending on what your itinerary is that you're looking for, Tampa may not work out for you. But that those options are getting better all the time. Yep. And you sailed three times out of Tampa. And where did you sail on those three times? Um, so the first two times, I actually did the Paradise both times. And it was to Cozumel and Grand Cayman. And then the other time was on the Miracle, which we've already talked about a little bit. Um, Cozumel, Grand Cayman, Honduras, and Belize. Okay, so that's all Western Caribbean yep. stuff, basically. And I've sailed out of Tampa on the Legend which was that Western Caribbean trip. And I've gone on the Paradise a few times. And it's been, yeah, it's been Cozumel, Costa Maya, Cozumel, Grand Cayman, that kind of thing. So same same type of deal. Uh, when cruise ships were allowed to go to Cuba, this is a good port to go to Cuba, but that we're not allowed to do that anymore. <clears throat> so uh, you can still go to Key West. You can still go to those other places. And there you go. So those are the only reasons I could think of that, I've heard people really complain about not wanting to sail out of Tampa. Maybe there are some other ones uh, that that they've said, but those are the big ones. If you have a reason why you don't want to sail out of Tampa, let me know. Fantasticcruising at gmail.com. Plug that email. I'm going to plug it over and over again so I get some, some emails from you folks. And let's now talk about why you would want to sail out of Tampa. Why would you want to sail out of Tampa, Kimber? Well, I have a variety of cruise lines to choose from now. You do? Six. Six. Six lines to choose from. We're trying to get that to 12. We'll have to bring some over from like Europe, but that's okay. (laughs) Actually, we have, we have seen some ships come in. Like we get the Ada ships every now and then, and we're actually a port stop for them. There was that one that was like sailing around the world that we saw last year. Yeah, that one was like a like a what, 150 some day cruise. Yeah. That, that one's cool. Talk about dream cruise. Right. It was a small ship too. But anyway, yeah, we're getting six lines. Why else would people want to sail out of Tampa? Um, To see that Sunshine Skyway Bridge. Yeah. I mean, you hear people talking about going out of New York and seeing the bridge. You go out of Jacksonville, you get a bridge. I think New Orleans might have a bridge. You're definitely going down like a river type area. And here in Tampa... I mean, you get to sail out of this huge, beautiful, amazing estuary called Tampa Bay and under the Sunshine Skyway Bridge, which is an impressive bridge to drive over or sail under. What What else? What else would make you want to sail out of Tampa? Um, does those Western Caribbean itineraries that we were just talking about? Absolutely. I mean, 
other than the ABC islands, Aruba, Curacao, and Bonaire, that was the ACB islands. Anyway, other than those, like, I love the Western Caribbean itinerary. I really enjoy Cozumel. I really enjoy Grand Cayman, and I really enjoy Honduras. And, you know, Belize is great. Um, Costa Maya is good. You know, but those other three are three of my top cruise ports. What else we got? Um, the terminal is really easy to get through. Yeah, I mean, there are technically three different terminals you could end up at. Usually it's the, the Terminal 2, but I guess in the winter it's they're kind of using all three of them. And I've been out of two of the three terminals, and it usually goes pretty smoothly. I know, it. you know, it's a cruise terminal... Your mileage may vary. You might have a bad experience, but um, between the two of us, I've sailed out of Tampa. Let's see, one, two, three, four, five times, four, five times, something like that. And you've sailed out three times. So that's like seven experiences that have all gone well going out of Tampa. I have had some hiccups coming back in, but that was with uh, customs, and there's nothing you can really do about that anywhere. Um, so there's also pretty easy parking. It's the garage is right across the street, at least from Terminal 3. Yeah, the garage is right there. There's it's, it's not too confusing. I don't know. Like we were talking about this list before we were recording, and we were kind of discussing uh, whether it's so familiar to us because we're literally driving there every day to work, if it just makes sense to us. But I think, Kimbra, said, you said that, you know, no, it is right there there like you can see it it's pretty clear yeah it says cruise parking ginormous yeah and it's it's not like you know some terminals i've been to it can be a little bit confusing because there's so many terminals and so many parking lots and and stuff but i think tampa is pretty cut and dry of course if you work at the aquarium you just park in that lot and for free yeah <laughs> it's the advantage right but most people can't do that no. so <laughs> but yeah so it's so it's really it's a pretty good place to cruise out of and of course maybe one of the best reasons to sail out of tampa is there is a lot of stuff to do in and around tampa bay and now i keep saying tampa bay and i'm referring to an actual estuary bay of water but that's not the tampa bay area that is just tampa bay this can be confusing to people who don't live here so you may hear people say tampa or you may hear people say Tampa Bay. So, like, for example, our sports teams are the Tampa Bay Lightning, the Tampa Bay Rays, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But the Tampa Bay Rays play in St. Petersburg, Florida, not in Tampa, Florida. But St. Petersburg is part of Tampa Bay. So all of the surrounding areas that surround Tampa Bay, which is like St. Petersburg, Clearwater, Tampa, where we are now in Riverview, Brandon, this is all kind of this big Tampa Bay area. And there is a lot to do in in this vicinity. Some stuff that's real close to the port and some stuff that is definitely within an easy day trip. Hey, Matt. So let's talk about some of the stuff that's right at the port. Okay, that sounds good. We're right at the port. We are. Um, the Florida Aquarium. Yes. Come to the Florida Aquarium. And, and look, if you are cruising out of Tampa and it's during the week... Let us know in advance, and I can't promise you we can come out and say hi, or if you're at the aquarium, we can come say hi, but I can tell you that if we're available, then we will, because I love, love meeting people, and it's always a pleasure for us, so uh, let us know. Absolutely. What else? 
Um, right next to us, within easy walking distance, is the Tampa Bay History Center. So if you're going to the port and you're going to fly out late in the afternoon or you want to get here early, but you don't want to get on the ship right away, I don't know why you wouldn't. But anyway, uh, you can go to the Tampa Bay History Center and get a little history. They have a really cool pirate thing going on right now, right? There are, yes, there there are really cool pirate things right now. And I haven't been, you know, this is a shame. We need to remedy this. I have never been to the History Center, and I need to get there, especially while this pirate thing is going on. I have also not been there. We should probably go. By the way. Tell y- me. You know, Talk Like a Pirate Day is coming up. It is. It's, Matt, that's Thursday. That's while we're driving. That's right. So before this comes out is Talk Like a Pirate Day, but it's after this recording is Talk Like a Pirate Day. But maybe, before you hear it. Maybe we should do the rest of the episode as pirates. Are we going to do that, really? Arr, I think we should, but I don't think that everybody would like that very much. So maybe we shouldn't do that this time around. The only thing I can do is say R. R. <laughs> What's a pirate's favorite letter? The C. No, it's R. R. You wanted me to say R so you could say the C. Well, no, I... I well, it works either way. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> moving on, where were we? So there's also the Glaciers Children's Museum. You can go there and see lots of children on exhibit. They have old children, young children. Um, I don't think that's what the Children's Museum is. Oh, I've never been there. What is you? What is it like? I mean, it's a museum for children. Oh, it's for children. Um, that makes so much more sense now. But here's here's the kicker for the Children's Museum. You get to kick children? <laughs> Tempting. No. Um you have to Darn. you have to have a child to go. Oh. So we can't go because there's no I mean we could steal a child. I mean, that's the kind of thing that probably makes them not want you to go without a child. Is anyway. Yeah, I don't think I, I mean, we would want to go to the Children's Museum because we're not children, even though we can be very childlike, but not that childlike. But if you have small primates with you and you're traveling through Tampa, this could be an opportunity to see this fun museum that is designed for young children. I think it's for very young children. Yeah, it's, I think it's definitely don't the take younger your, crowd. Yeah, don't take your teens there. No. They're, they're going to be really annoyed with you. And you're probably going to be annoyed, too. Um, so there's also the Tampa Museum of Art. Yes. And as an art lover, I will tell you that I would give this one a pass. But um, if you like modern art, it has got a lot of that. Uh, but other than that, not great. But it is right there. So if you just want to check it off your list. And I've only been there one time. I just didn't have a good experience. But um, there is an art museum we're going to talk about. A couple that I had really good experiences yeah. at that are nearby. So let's... But, you know, if you're an art lover, check it out for sure. It's worth seeing at least once. Okay, cool. What else we got? Um, so not right in the port, but really, really close and actually currently a free trolley ride away is Ybor City. Yeah, and really the Children's Museum and Tampa Museum of Art, you probably would want a trolley too. Yeah, most, most probably likely. trolley. And the trolley goes to those. But yeah, Ybor City. Ebor City, where all the pirates go and smoke cigars and eat Cuban sandwiches. And drink? There's a lot of bars there. <laughs> bars. There's a lot of bars there. There's a lot to do. Ebor City is kind of a historical 
space and there's some fun stores and restaurants restaurant, mostly restaurants and bars yeah there's like a, a comedy club there's a movie theater there's a movie th- yeah that's right so so yeah so check it out it's kind of a fun place to go and explore and and then some of you might be into um donating your money to um those machines that you pull the handles down or people with cards and stuff what are those called um, like a casino? Casinos! <laughs> casinos! There is the Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino that is not in walking distance of the port, not in trolley distance of the port, but it is in a close car drive yeah, from the port. Like an Uber. Yeah, you could Uber there. Or you could I mean, drive. You could drive yourself. I mean, you're already just throwing away money. You might as well throw some more at the Uber driver, right? <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm not a gambler. If you are, I don't have any problem with it as long as you are being responsible. And if you enjoy it, go for it. Seminole Hard Rock Casino and Hotel could be the place for you. Now, on the other side of the bay, we've got the St. Petersburg Clearwater area. And since I lived in St. Petersburg for quite a bit of time, I'm pretty familiar with it. And there are some amazing art museums over there, including the Dolly Museum. Do you know what the Dolly Museum is all about? I've not been there. Tell me. Well, they have (laughs) lots of different dollies, like from the Victorian era all the way up to the, um, no, that's not true. Oh, Matt. It's Salvador Dolly. There's, I think there's only two, maybe there's three, Salvador Dolly museums, but uh, this one's here in Florida. One's in Spain, and I don't know if there's another one. But anyway, it's a really cool museum. It's a little bit high price, but if you like Salvador Dolly, you're going to get an eyeful of Salvador Dali, and it's it's pretty remarkable place. So check that out if you are a fan of surrealism. And then there's also the Museum of Fine Art in St. Petersburg. It's in downtown St. Pete, which is kind of where the Dali Museum is. The Museum of Fine Art, it's not the largest museum of art I've ever been to, but it is a good one, and um, you get your money's worth going there if you like Kind of older classical art. They've the got a lot of that. Super fine. It's super fine. It's very fine. And there's a lot of good places to eat right in that vicinity. In fact, if you go around the corner, you can get to Central Avenue, and that will take you quite a distance where there are murals all over that are painted. Amazing artwork there. There's some other art museums, little art museums around, along the way. There are lots and lots of outstanding restaurants and bars, breweries. All kinds of stuff on Central. It is a destination for sure. Also some antiquing. Yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, if you're going to go over to St. Pete, you might be looking for the beach. The beach? Yeah. The beach is over there. There are lots of beaches over there. You mean there probably weren't enough beaches on the cruise? Well, you know, it depends on where you go. But That's uh, true. Yeah. I mean, you can never have too many beaches. It, it is kind of funny because I put this poll out, which we haven't talked about when I was asking what people like to do in a port before they sail. And I didn't add beaches and, and uh, Ellen added beaches in there. Thank you, Ellen. And that was it was apparently a good ad because it came in second in the poll. And I don't think of beaches because I have access to beaches all the time. So if I go to like Miami or someplace, I'm not looking for the beach. Now, on the cruise, I might be looking for the beach, but... Uh, not necessarily in the port that I'm sailing from. But I forget that people don't live by beaches and they're just like, no, I want more beaches. So right. you can get that definitely in Pinellas County, which is St. Petersburg, Clearwater, uh, Largo, Seminole. 
lots of beaches. My favorite over there is actually kind of more natural. It's a park called Fort DeSoto. So that's a pretty hip hopping place. Actually, it's not a hip hopping place. It's more like a natural place. Yeah, I like Fort DeSoto a lot. Yeah, Yeah, it's pretty cool. But all the beaches up and down there are pretty nice. And then, of course, if you're going to go over there and you're going to go to the beach, if you're at Treasure Island or Madeira Beach, which is right around the St. Petersburg area, there's a really nifty spot called John's Pass. It's one of those places I always bring my family and friends to when they're visiting because it's kind of old school, kitschy Florida kind of feel. It's basically like a boardwalk area that is in a, a, a water pass. It connects the kind of intercoastal waterway with the Gulf of Mexico. But along this boardwalk and on the outskirts of this boardwalk, there are a ton of souvenir shops and little restaurants. And it's just a lot of fun. It's it's the same souvenir type stuff you see in a lot of places. There are a couple really cool spots, like, for example, the soap place. I love the soap place and that jerky place. Oh, yes. And they, they have a special jerky shop. It's some of the best jerky I've ever had. It's quite delicious. And there's the soap place, by the way, that just reminded me, Tarpon Springs isn't too far from oh, there. They have the soap place, too. Yeah, because it's, it's a Greek kind of sponge village, and it's really, it's really cool and amazing, amazing food. If you like Greek food, go to Tarpon Springs. But also, it's a Greek family that makes the soap. And, yeah. I mean, I go and stock up because it it's awesome. They have, I don't know how many cents they have. But oh, it's, a ton of them. It's a lot. It's more cents than I have common cents. That's true. <laughs> All right. Now, moving outside of Tampa, there is a lot of stuff, too, because we are only like, what, an hour, hour and a half tops away from the Orlando area? Yeah. So over there, I mean, there's Dinosaur World on the way to Orlando. Right. Dinosaur World. Excellent. Yeah. And then, of course, Roar. in Orlando, you've got Disney and Universal and yes, everything else that that's Volta. there. Universal Studios, you can go to Harry Potter. Somebody ought to make a YouTube channel about all these Florida places. That Ma- would be a really good Man, idea. That's a good idea. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Anyway, yeah, so there's there's lots of stuff to do in Orlando and it's definitely within driving distance and a day trip. Also Sarasota is only about an hour south of there. Mount Marine Aquarium. Mount Marine Aquarium is outstanding. The only specimen of giant squid you're gonna see outside of Washington, DC. They have there. It's not alive. Okay, just so you know. But it's 23 feet long. Her name is Molly, and she's beautiful. And they also have. It's a really great aquarium. It's a different type of aquarium than the one that we work at, and uh, they do a lot of research there. It's just a really neat place to visit. And also, there's great beaches down there. There's good art museums. There is the uh, the Ringling area, which is like a museum for the circus, as well as um, an outstanding art museum, all part of the same complex. It's just a really neat place to visit. So there is so much within driving distance or even walking distance to do in Tampa. Like when we sat down to decide what our topic was going to be, we were going to talk about like places you could go to get coffee and things like that at the port. And we'll probably do that at some point. But um, we just filled it up with so many different activities that we didn't have time for it. So maybe a future episode, we'll talk about actually sailing out of Tampa and, and stuff. But we just wanted you to be aware of all the really, really cool things there are to do in the Tampa Bay area. Yeah. 
This made me actually realize how much stuff there is to do. There's a lot. Yeah. Like, I knew there was, but writing it down makes me, like, see it. Right? Right? And we didn't even mention all the nature parks. No, I, I mean, see there's, there's there. other things in Tampa, too. Yeah, if you want to like, see, like, if you want to see alligators, if you want to see manatees, if you want to see, look, here, look, this is what I'm going to tell you, okay? I'm not a travel agent, but I can, I can be your personal nature guide. Here's what I'm going to offer, okay? If you are coming to the Tampa Bay area, almost anywhere in Florida, but especially the Tampa Bay area, and you're like, man, I really want to see an alligator, I really want to see a roseate spoonbill, I really want to see whatever... Then shoot me an email, fantasticcruising at gmail.com, or just contact me on Facebook and let me know, and I will tell you the places to go and when to go there and what you can see. So there's my there's my little offer for you guys out there if you're looking for something really cool, because I'm pretty familiar with the nature parks in this vicinity, and I can tell you where to find manatees and alligators and that sort of thing. Oh, cool. So, Matt, we're like 50 minutes into this, and... There's like a major segment that you have not even mentioned. There is? Yeah, like um, the cruise creature. No, cruise creature. Oh, no. Yeah. What are we going to do for a cruise creature? I did get, let me just say, I did get a listener email um, from KC. And KC is actually going to Baja, Mexico. And uh, they're going to be swimming with whale sharks over there which is pretty cool. And they were wanting to know if I could do a segment on whale sharks. Look, I would do that now, but I don't want to because that would take a really long time. I, I will. I promise you, though, I promise you I will cover whale sharks at some point. I did cover them on the Cruise Geeks. I don't remember exactly which episode that was on, but um, I definitely did cover them, and I will cover them again. But I'm not going to get too much into them this time. But what should I do then? What should I do as a cruise creature? Well, we've been talking about Tampa. We have. So the animal that I think of when I think of Tampa is the roseate spoonbill. Ooh, roseate spoonbills. Yes. Let's do that. Roseate spoonbills. Go. T- uh, they're pink birds. <laughs> That's true. And they are not flamingos. No, they're cooler. They have a spoon bink. Beak, not bink. They have a spoon. I don't know if they have a spoon bink, but they do have a spoon beak or bill, as they are referred to as spoon bills, not spoon spoon beak. Right. That's why I don't do the cruise Rosie, <laughs> That No, that, look, that's OK. That's OK. Here, if you want to get the ire of, of of an aquarium or zoo or just nature persons, um, if you want to get their ire, if they if they're in Florida, call a roseate spoonbill a flamingo. You'll see. You'll see them get really defensive and aggravated because they're not flamingos. The only flamingos you're likely to see in Florida are plastic and stuck in somebody's yard. Or at a zoo. Or at a zoo. Or at a zoo or bush gardens or any of the many places where they have them. <laughs> and you you might, okay, you might see a flamingo in Florida on a rare occasion on a couple spots where they might be migrating, but it's extraordinarily rare. Your odds of seeing a roseate spoonbill are really, really good, especially in the Tampa Bay area, especially in the wintertime when all these cruise ships are here. That was a Reno. I don't know if that picked up on the uh, audio, but we'll leave that in. He just got a haircut. Anyway, roseate spoonbills are beautiful pink birds. They do have a spoon-shaped bill. Here's what's cool about them. They... 
basically, like the flamingo, get their pink coloration from a special uh, sort of thing. Do you know how they get their pink feathers? I do. Go ahead. Tell us how they get their pink. Shrimp. Shrimp. They they go up to shrimp. Shrimp paint them pink yep. with little paint brushes. Yep. And no, that's not right. Oh, you had me fooled. No, you didn't. They eat them, right? They eat them. They eat the shrimp. And the shrimp eat a little type of algae. And that algae has something called beta carotene in it. And so basically, the you know the saying, you are what you eat? Yeah. Okay, you've heard that. So I don't know if that's exactly true. But in the case of the rosiest spoonbill, you are the color of what you eat, sort of. So they eat the shrimp. The shrimp eat the beta carotene from the algae. That turns their feathers pink as their feathers grow out. And so they are these beautiful pink birds. If you fed them a diet that didn't have that in it, that wasn't part of the food chain, their feathers grow out white, which is just boring. Yeah, pink's much better. Pink is much, much better. These are beautiful birds, and you'll see them. They are waterfowl, and so you'll see them wading in the water, using their spoon-shaped bill to kind of sift through for these little shrimp and stuff. And uh, they're easy to miss, believe it or not, but you could see them just about anywhere. So if you're driving down the road, usually near the coast, but you could see them other places, and um, there's like a canal or something, even along the side of the highway, I see them a lot, especially in the wintertime. Look for these pink birds, and if you see a pink bird, that's a roseate spoonbill. It's not a flamingo. It's not a flamingo, unless you're at Bush Gardens or Sunken Gardens or... Another, Zoo Tampa or <laughs> Gatorland or, yeah, one of those places. So, yeah, cool bird. And here's what I'm going to ask. You know, sometimes I put up pictures of cruise creatures. Here's what I want you guys to do. If you're listening to this and you have pictures that you've taken of roseate spoonbills, post them over on the Fantastic Cruising Community on Facebook so everybody can see your roseate spoonbill We'll put a post up for it so you can you can comment on that post. That's a good idea. We'll put the roseate spoonbill modeling agency or something up there. Oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, But, I but you have to sing that Psychedelic Fears song. Isn't she pretty in pink? No? Okay. Anyway, <laughs> roseate spoonbill, there's your cruise creature for this episode. Now, I didn't get a lot of listener email, <clears throat> fantasticcruising at gmail.com. I'm looking for stories you guys have or comments or questions. I did get the one for whale sharks. I promise you I will cover them. And I did get the one that gave me the little tip on Holland America. Thank you very much. And I got one from my good friend Amanda. Amanda and Roy just moved to Florida. Well, that is a loud puppy right now. Amanda has not moved to Florida yet. Roy is in Jacksonville. Amanda is coming hopefully soon. Sorry about that, Amanda. But she did send a very nice email to me. She says she loves the new podcast music and just wanted to say hello. Amanda has been a contributor here on Fantastic Cruising. So hello, Amanda. Thank you for sending me that email. And I can't wait to hang out with you guys soon. Now, if you want to send me an email, like I said, it could be any kind of question. It could be any kind of comment. It could be a a cruise story that you have that you've experienced so I can read that on the air and talk about it. But um, I do have a question for you guys because last week we were talking about Bonaire and what to do in Bonaire. 
And I got several comments over on Fantastic Cruising Community that were talking about renting golf carts because Bonaire is not a huge island and just driving these golf carts around. Uh, Kimber and I researched that a little bit, but I'd really like to get some feedback from people that have done it. Um, Send me an email and let me know what it was like. What did it cost? I want to know how long do the batteries last? Like how long can I have it out for? How many people do they hold? I know how there's. How much does it cost? Did you say that? Yeah. How much does it cost? How that's important, right? And yeah. and how many people and how long? Because here's what I would like to do. I would like to rent a golf cart and hit like four or five different snorkel spots. Since we're we're going to be in Bonaire from eight in the morning until ten p.m. Yeah. Like we could spend a significant amount of time at probably like three or four snorkeling spots pretty easily. If we can get a golf cart and have it for like six hours or seven hours or something like that, that would be really cool. But I don't know if they have you know limitations on that. So tell us what you know. Send us an email if you've done the golf cart thing on Bonaire or if you've done it anywhere else and let us know what it's like. How did it work out for you? Also, if you've rented a car on Bonaire, we'd be interested in knowing about that experience as well. All right. Well, that is going to wrap it up for this episode of Fantastic Cruising. I want to thank everybody out there for listening and participating. Next week, look for Mama Sandy to be on here, maybe talking about hummingbirds and cruising and all kinds of fun stuff. But right now, we got to go pack. We sure do. Bye, everybody. See you on the ship side. And have a fantastic day. Right, this podcast has been taken over by pirates. Arr. Have you heard any good pirate jokes lately? No. Neither have I. Oh. But here's a few. Why don't pirates shower before they walk the plank? I don't know. Because they'll just wash up on shore. <laughs> Why is pirating so addictive? I don't know. They say once you lose your first hand, you get hooked. Ah. How do pirates know they are pirates? I don't know. They think, therefore they are. <laughs> what happened when Bluebeard fell overboard in the Red Sea? I don't know. He got marooned. Oh, that was so bad. I think I got scurvy. How did the pirate get his Jolly Roger so cheaply? I don't know. He bought it on sale. What has eight legs, eight arms, and eight eyes? I have no idea. Eat pirates. Arr, arr, that makes sense. What do you call a pirate with two eyes and two legs? What? A rookie. Oh. <laughs> were you a French pirate? <laughs> there were French pirates. I mean, let's be fair. What did the ocean say to the pirate? I don't know. Nothing. It just waved. Oh. Why does it take pirates so long to learn the alphabet? I don't know. Because they spend years at sea. How much did a pirate pay for his piercings? I have no idea. A buccaneer. Oh. What lies at the bottom of the ocean and twitches? 
I don't know. A nervous wreck. What's orange and sounds like a parrot? I don't know. A carrot. What? A carrot. A ca- How's that piratey? A parrot. Par- parrots? Parrots. Parrot, carrot. Have you ever seen a talking carrot? I've seen a talking parrot. Okay. All right. Anyway, what do you call a pirate who likes to skip school? Tell me. Captain Hooky. All right, I think we're going to wrap it up. Do you know why? Why? Because we're out of rum. The rum is gone? Well, it's a Disney park. They don't have any rum. Why is it a Disney park? Because that's where Pirates of the Caribbean was filmed. Well, it wasn't filmed there. Yeah, but we're not a Disney park, so... Well, that's that's true. So maybe we need to... Bring more rum! Rum for packing. Good night, everybody. Goodbye. Good day. Good... I don't know if it's nighttime when they listen to this. Um... See ya, bye. Fare thee well. Ahoy. Ahoy.